0: There's no such thing as ghost. You kind of believe in ghosts, too, so you can't say that. Gather round, get your ears ready. Nice touch, Heather. And sit back because it's about to get spooky. Many of us have weird sensations about seeing shadows or shapes out of the corner of our eye, only for them to disappear We turn to look. And while you may be one of those people who is not afraid of such a paranormal experience, did you ever stop and wonder just what kind of ghostly apparition you encountered? Maybe, like most folks, you didn't even consider that there could be different kinds of ghosts out there. But the fact is, experts in the field have put together a list and definitions of the types of supernatural phenomena that exist and it may come in handy. And that is Freaky Freaky
1: Deaky.
0: Bruh. Who are these experts in the field? Just some guys that were hanging out in the field for a bit.
1: Ghostbusters, clearly.
0: Okay. Yeah. Who are you going to call experts in the field? That's who you're going to call. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about ghosts. Pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, It's kind of strange that we've gone pretty much the entire first season without touching on probably the most popular paranormal topic of all time, ghosts.
1: I was about to say, ghosts are like high up on my list of faves. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you think about it, we didn't do a Bigfoot episode this this season either. So maybe, I think the plan is to jumpstart season two with a nice, juicy Bigfoot episode. Yes. Because Bigfoot appears on 90% of our merch. Mm-hmm. Feels fitting that we should probably talk about it at some point in time.
1: Yes, but agreed.
0: We just like to kind of hit the off-the-wall subjects before we dive into the the popular lore and cultures so that's what we did for the first season we are nearing the end of season one as i've mentioned before it's it's getting closer you can feel it the birds are chirping the sun is shining summer is almost upon us and in this summer we will be debuting a bunch of uh, bonus content across all our social platforms we'll be dropping some shorter episodes freaky deaky summer vacation style where we just talk Talk about specific, you know, shorter topics. It could be either myself, it could be Christian and I, it could be Heather reading off some true crime. You know, just a bunch of stuff we're going to be flooding you guys with over the summer break as we prepare season two. The content machine is a whirling, so buckle up and enjoy the ride. But today, none of that matters. Today we we're talking about ghosts. Heather, do you want to lead us in? Tell us some, some shit about ghosts.
1: Yes, The first type of ghost is the interactive personality. The most common of all ghosts spotted is usually of a deceased person, someone you know, a family member, or perhaps even a historical figure. These ghosts can be friendly or not, but often show themselves to others in a variety of ways. They can become visible. They can speak or make noises, touch you, or even emit an odor like perfume or cigar smoke to let you know they are there. Experts say that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and can feel emotions. And often they are visiting you to comfort you or to let you know something important. So if you happen to see a lost loved one, chances are they are there because they feel you want or need to see them. Here's the story of an interactive ghost. I actually have a bunch of weird paranormal stories, but there's one that really creeps me out more than others. I was about 13, sleeping over at my friend's mom's house. She lived in a duplex that the family lived in for 40 plus years. She had a couple of kid cousins over that weekend, so I didn't think of it when I saw a small blonde boy in a striped tee come around the corner and peek into the room we were hanging out in. My friend asked me who I waved to, and I said, one of your little cousins. The next morning, we went to the other side of the duplex where her grandparents had lived, and I saw a picture on the wall of this little blonde boy with the striped tee on with In Memory Of written on it. I got a chill and asked her who it was, and she said, Oh, that's my uncle. He got hit by a car right outside the house when he was, like, 7 in the 80s. Why? I told her that's the exact little boy I saw outside her room last night, and she responded with, Yeah, he likes to come and say hi to the family sometimes.
0: That's pretty trippy. That's, like, a full-body chill moment. Like, if, right? you, if the second you learn that information, you're just like, "Wow!" Nah. When I read this <laughs> oh, story,
1: because I'm, like, trolling ghost stories, and yeah. I read that, I was like, ooh. Speaky. Like yeah. Cause you just wrote it off to like, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, the cousins cousin. here.
0: What's up? How you doing? Yeah, what do you think about that, Christian?
2: I I think it's it would be fun to see how many kids have little experiences like that that they don't even notice because most of the time you're not gonna see a picture to to make that realization, but you may see something else like this, you know, not a firm believer in ghosts but that's a pretty convincing story. Yeah. I had a friend in
0: Tachbury, her name was Janelle and she said that one time when she was a kid, she it was nighttime and she was leaving her bedroom so she opened the door and when she opened the door, if I remember correctly, she saw like her dead grandmother just standing there like her bedroom door and so she immediately freaked out and closed the door and I'm like, "Damn, if that happened to me, I don't know if I would ever leave my room again at night." I'd be like, "Nope, that's that's it." But if it's a family member maybe that softens the blow a little bit maybe but you still have a dead person outside of your bedroom door like regardless of relation or not like it just seems like something that especially to a kid would would freak you the fuck out Yeah it would be it would be scary but it would it's not really a dead person it's a spirit or an energy it's a spirit of a person who was once alive and is now dead It'd be worse if it was just a real <laughs> dead person though Yeah that would be a zombie at that point and that is freaky deaky. That's where the music goes. We we tricked you. Just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> back to yeah. Have you guys ever had any type of experiences like that where you see something that or somebody that has passed on?
1: I've never seen. I did have a friend who said she could sense people that have passed. And they come to her and talk. And one time in my bedroom where I had things that were given to me that were my grandmother's, she started telling me that she sensed this and started saying things like, you have to stick with your sister and your siblings and don't be like the others and always watch out for your sister. And this particular grandparent that had passed was the one in my, my sister's a paraplegic and Mm -hmm. she was in a car accident when she was younger and it was my grandmother driving and she had a heart attack or a stroke with the wheel and veered into an oncoming car and died. And after that, my grandfather had um, Lou Gehrig's disease and passed. And when both my grandparents passed, like my mom's family, like all nine of the kids just kind of like fell apart. Like their mm. parents were the glue that held them all yeah. together and they all fought and like fought over possessions and their things. And ultimately, my mom's family kind of just fell apart. And so at that time... um I just kind of felt like I was like, maybe it is her like saying that because everything, you know, I think if my grandmother was trying to tell me something like yeah. her saying, don't be like, yeah, with your siblings. And it was a time where we were having kind of difficulties with my brother and him being kind of on the outs and then like always watch out for my sister. Like, don't do that. And that's something I was seven at the time. My sister was 12, but I've always I was I'm the little sister, you know, and I kind of take care of her and watch out for her. Yeah. And, That's just something I'll always do. And so it was interesting. And it made, like, definitely, like, in that moment, like, the hair was standing on my arms and not being a huge Mm. believer at that time. Yeah, yeah. Like, really felt like maybe, like, my grandmother's presence was there. Mm. And, like, how she... Because this is a friend that knew nothing of my past. She knew nothing about my sister's car accident. She knew nothing about my family's, like, life being like that. And it just full body. But never where I've seen.
0: And But this friend did it. Did they say... That they saw your grandma? Or, no, or just she like said a feeling. I just like, feel, I just yeah, she's this. like okay, someone's yeah.
1: coming to me and they're saying like you need to be with your sister, hmm. you need to always take care of her and don't be like the others, like don't let your family be like that. Yeah. and That's like,
0: fascinating yeah. in its own right still, you know? Like, yeah. Like is, that like is that like a form of empath at that point? Is that what that would
1: be? Yeah, I, I think she's always just said that she's more like sensitive, something. yeah, like medium type. She can sense that. And that's someone I'd love to have come on the show eventually as well, like have her come in and. Tell her thoughts.
0: Oh, you still you still communicate with this person. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Yeah. So, but it was interesting. Like I said, and full body, like chills. Not not something I easily come by. But it was just, and I, I think at the time, you know, she worded it better. That was years ago. But it just like everything she was saying, like this is stuff I've never told you. Yeah. Like, you can't just pull that out and like come up with it. So yeah. But that's about, and you know, of course. Interactive ghosts, I would say, you know, my joke about John, the ghost of my couch, mm-hmm. I referred to yeah. the ghost couch. But weird stuff did happen and it never like happened aside from when we lived with that couch being in there. So I don't know. Was it a ghost or was it just coincidence? But
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Christian, you got some thoughts on that?
2: It was a message. Well, there you have it. Regardless of where what it came from, the message was still communicated and important and had meaning. Yeah. So there's a different realm sometimes that comes through to us, whether it's ghost or energy or a message. I mean, you can't really, sometimes you can't get like caught up in, is it real or not? There's something there for you. You got to listen. Yeah. No matter what
1: it is. One thing I find fascinating with ghosts is they kind of get a bad rap right off the gate i mean a lot of times it's either they're they're like tortured souls they can't leave they can't let go that's why they're surrounding these things and especially in movies yeah like it's just it's always perceived as a bad thing but like it says here with interactive ghosts a lot of times they're just trying to warn you of something or let you know they're there and if we looked at ghosts like in that light like it's kind of a nice way to think about it we're always told you know you go to heaven and they're always with you you know if they're out there and they're watching over us like that's all i mean that's what i would want you know it's a good way to think of it and like a messenger in the story it was nothing malicious or horrifying about that boy it was just oh yeah that's my uncle and he comes and says hi yeah you know, if that's something you can do, I was haunted in forever. the afterlife. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's pretty cool if you can be able to be around your family and give them little messages. Yeah, watch over them. I mean, none of us have the answer to what really happens Mess when with them we nonstop. go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I always <laughs> tease my husband if I go before you, I'm going to haunt the crap out of you. I think it's a pretty cool way to think of it. Mm.
2: I think the ancients had a healthier way of looking at this type of thing than I think sometimes religions have made it more of a type of purgatory that ghosts are stuck in that may, you know, and I don't think that's, well, what was the ancients perspective of it? I, I think it was just a common occurrence that was okay. And what was expected. And it wasn't like my brother's soul can't move on. No, my brother's soul is where it's supposed to be for a while. Cause there's yeah. kind of supposed to be a place of waiting or it was was like a journey
0: of itself to get to the other side. Right. Like it was almost like, okay, you you cross this threshold and now it's an entire other journey from that point to the afterlife or whatever. Right. Was that the, yeah, there was like, I don't know. I've talked about a few of the things I've looked into and near death experiences and stuff like that, but there's a lot of speculation surrounding the ancient people, especially look at like Egypt or anything like that, that like the pyramids themselves were a form of, people thought of them as tombs but in reality like there's people out there that believe that these were chambers that were created to induce uh near-death experiences and that if that person or whatever came back, experienced then they were clearly blessed and they could like reign as you know king or whatever it is and if they if they didn't then they passed on and they weren't strong enough to overcome that like i don't know there's a lot of weird speculation with the the afterlife and ghosts and stuff like that In and i Didn't even put the two together before you said, you know, ancients, but it could be. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting point of view too. I think there's,
2: it's, it's a healthier way of looking at it is go a little bit farther back because some of this supernatural stuff is frowned upon Mm. like by the Catholic church and by other major religions. Yeah. The recent history shows how they've made that to be more of an evil or foreboding or something you should avoid. When, if you go a little bit farther back, you'll see that there was just a healthier view of things that people didn't always understand yeah. but they had a an idea of what they believed and it was it just wasn't as toxic
1: well even like um Bringing it back to Will and Amanda, hearing the story of the grandfather and the image and like Mm -hmm. Amanda saying, you know, he was just that's where he loved. That was his favorite place where he loved to stand and be. I mean, if that's what happens, if you get to choose to be somewhere you loved in your life, like you're either where it be your home or, you know, a cabin you owned or just up in the mountains somewhere you loved being. If you get to spend like eternity just in your kind of area and seeing the things you loved and people you loved, like it's not a bad way to go and Mm -hmm. end up. You know, give nudges when you your family needs it. Like, hey, you're being a moron yeah. from the other side. Don't date that girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, I mean.
2: That's what that voice was <clears throat> all those years ago? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: It's true. Huh? Look it up. No. All right. Christian, you want to lead us into ectoplasm?
2: All right. Ectoplasm or ectomist. Have you ever seen a mist or fog that almost looks like it's swirling? If so, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as an ectomist or ghostly mist. This vaporous cloud usually appears several feet off the ground and can move swiftly or simply stay still, almost like it's orbiting. These ghostly encounters have been captured on many videos and in photographs and can be white, gray, or even black. Although they can simply appear this way, linger, then move away quickly, sometimes ectoplasms appear before becoming a full-bodied apparition many people have witnessed them outdoors in graveyards battlefields and historic sites Hmm.
0: that's interesting i always thought ectoplasm was like uh, more sinister in nature i thought i thought it was like a a physical thing i didn't think it was a a smoke but you know that could be is it could just be all these tv shows that have come out ghostbusters anything yeah 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 anything of that nature that kind of just you're like, oh, I thought it was this, but no, that was just some movies and shows you watched. But yeah, I, I have heard a lot of stories about this, the smoke and, and stuff like that. I always just picture the show Supernatural whenever the demons would come out. like Smoke on the water? Like a, yeah, I don't think of that song so much as I think of Supernatural, but it also makes sense, I suppose. Having never seen Supernatural, I don't know what you're talking about. Same. Yeah, you only had 15 years to watch it while it was on the air, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it just didn't seem but, that
0: good. Oh, did it not Ooh. seem that good, Christian? No. some <laughs> some of the some of the later seasons, like like most shows, like the first five seasons, amazing. And it came out when I was 15 years old, so I was very stoked on having a paranormal show that I had to watch behind my mom's back. Uh, shout out to my mom. Um, so it, I don't know. It was, and it was probably a show, in all honesty, like how you said, "In Search of," made you super into like those types of topics. Mm-hmm. That's probably what Supernatural did to me because I was into it because I had been seeing stuff as a kid. But when Supernatural came out, I got to see all these other lore and stories and, and different entities and whatnot. So it probably just, you know, fueled that fire a little bit. That
2: makes sense. Yeah.
1: Where he had me as a kid that got scared easily, never looked into these topics because yeah. I didn't want to make myself scared more. Yeah. So that's why, like, Scott's always saying things like, oh, yeah, this entity. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but that's like the thing. looking is, this yeah. stuff up for the first time ever, and you're like, "What?" Because I never spent my free time ever looking into these topics. That
0: sounds about right. Most normal kids probably didn't. I feel
1: well. I mean, you say normal, but then I would like read books on serial killers, and I took like yeah. forensics for a fun class in school. And what a
0: fun class! Loved yeah. To, yeah, it.
1: Was- Interesting. And my favorite part about said forensics book was every chapter started out with a famous serial killer and talked about their story. So I would just sit there and like read my forensics textbook because (laughs) it was so fun to read all the stories. That was before, you know, Netflix and all this and these documentaries came out.
2: I'm surrounded by weirdos. Nerds? No. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm perfectly normal. You are probably the biggest nerd I've ever met in my life. But it works, you know. There's nothing wrong with being knowledgeable on, on topics that you enjoy. That is yeah, true.
1: This is a podcast called Freaky Diki. Yeah, and we're so a bunch of freaks bringing it to you. you, you so, what I mean, into, really, right? if you're judging that yeah. we're nerdy, weird, quirky, whatever you want to say, well, we are. So, yeah.
0: so welcome to the Freaky Diki intro. No, that's <laughs> Th- three is too much. That would people would tune out if I put three intro songs. Probably that'd be hilarious though. To me, I'd be laughing nonstop. But everyone else backstage, like, please don't ever fucking do that shit again.
1: Well, then uh, Christian's got a story about ectomist.
2: Yeah, spin us a yarn, if you will. I shall. It's about white mist that formed a vortex at the foot of my bed. I have never heard of ectomist or paranormal vortexes before this happened. About five weeks ago, I was in bed and I noticed along the top of my ceiling this thin vapor-like mist about two feet long slowly scattering to the foot of my bed, forming a circular cloud. This cloud was about three feet in circumference. I felt this very safe and gentle presence while it was forming. It stopped moving at the left side of the foot of the bed. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It just hovered there while my skin seemed to have this cold buzz. My hair started to stand, and it took me out of this blank, trance-like feeling about a minute after staring at this mist it began to swirl in the middle it slowly got faster and faster and the bigger the tunnel-like swirl became the more self-aware i began to feel it grew into a small whirlpool-like mist and seemed to almost be glistening little gold sparkles without thinking i sat up and raised my hand to touch it and the swirl stopped The mist immediately floated back up to the ceiling and hovered across my room and slowly disappeared into my wall. I had so many questions, yet once it left, I felt all my questions were answered, even though I'd never heard of paranormal vortexes, warps, or even mists like that. Two days later, I saw it again hovering at my feet, but it never stood still. Streams of it seemed to be dancing or jumping within the cloud. I haven't seen it since, but whenever I study theories about what it could be or think about it, my walls will creak or the the floors will make little noises. It was my first paranormal experience, and I still have so many questions. I really want to hear feedback on what this could be, other people who've had something similar happen, or just someone to talk about this. Thanks for reading. Also, we want to hear, too. Yeah, well, they're in luck because we're
0: going to give some feedback hmm that's an interesting one she it was it was a peaceful thing right like that's it was like oh like almost like you're in like wonder of it well i'm
1: seeing like gold glitter like yeah you know, if i see it was bedazzled right
2: yeah bedazzled smoke cloud mist ghost it was the government testing out nanoparticles to see how we would interact with them Bazinga, it, yeah. got it yeah that's it. the one
1: you're right most likely end episode here
0: <laughs> yeah so christian what you're you probably you know actually heather let's start with you on this one like do you believe that story or do you think it was something like uh like a hallucination or something when they woke up or
1: i don't want to allude to future episodes hmm. but let me tell you in the finale do you think that you've heard something that kind of fits the description above the bed and at night And then something like that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Smoky cloud type. I don't know.
0: But like the opposite of that pretty much because it's like nice.
1: Yeah. Nothing. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know if it was something. And then like what I find interesting with this story is them saying every time they look into it, Hmm. the floor is creaking. So to me, it's like something nudging back being like, yeah, you're on it. Like, this is what it is. It is something like, I don't know, like whoever is, you know, trying to give a message. Yeah. Trying to relay that. I don't know. Does that makes sense. How I'm.
0: No, it, it absolutely yeah. like I understand what you're saying with it. But piggybacking on that, Christian, would you believe the fact that they hear stuff whenever they think about it? That maybe they're more hyper aware, and that it's just in, like one like if you buy a Volkswagen Beetle, suddenly all you see on the road is Volkswagen Beetles type things. Give us your thoughts. Do you think it's a hallucination, like post sleep, or
2: I'm not sure. It's in a hallucination. Hmm. It seems to me like the sounds in the house could almost be. The person has become more hyper aware by looking into this or by experiencing it, hmm. I think, and, and Heather will have to pay more attention to this, as she's like kind of new to this, all this stuff. Yeah. If she starts looking at the world a di- little bit differently and noticing things that maybe you didn't notice before, like when it's really quiet, you always hear your house settling. True. It's always doing that. Most of the time you don't even pay attention. So maybe he heard that stuff because he was more aware of the sounds around him the nudge was there to like keep studying or the warning do not study this yeah you know that kind of thing there there could be many different ways this can go and i i said that about the nanoparticles jokingly but you know there's stories of the government working with nanoparticles that would produce similar things that look like smoke if you saw a group of them
0: yeah it kind of is similar to like the being hyper aware theory is kind of similar to, you know, shout out Gregory in his last email when he said, you know, he loves listening to the episodes and stuff, but he probably looks over his shoulder 200 times right during each. It's like when you're in that headspace and you're looking into this stuff, are you
2: more paranoid that maybe something is going on and maybe putting that on top of it? like? And I think that's something that anybody looking into these type of subjects we talk about, they have to realize that sometimes their mind's going to play tricks on them just because they're thinking about this stuff.
1: I love to say that. That's true. However, get me with this. Okay, I told you guys when we started this podcast, I was scared, you know, that reading on these subjects and all this would eventually catch up, I would get freaked out being someone that always got scared easily as a kid, yeah. you know, and I remember there's a brief period where I was waking up at like three, like clockwork, and I was texting you guys about it, like, and you're joking, like, demon this, you know, yeah. other. and I was, but every time I wake up at three, I listen I, I scan the room. Like mm-hmm. do what Scott says. Go for that, and I yeah. never have anything weird. I love to say, You're almost we like just disappointed, yeah. I hear right? noises. <laughs> I always like listen, but I know what it is. Oh, that's my water heater, or that's you know yeah someone in the kitchen downstairs. Like so, I'd love to say it's just morning, like that's freaky. Well, I okay.
0: It's like that. Side so note: My brother
1: in law oh, okay. lives with us right now, and he works yeah. night shift. So, like, Shout while we're Brandon. sleeping, he's downstairs in the basement, and we joke and actually call him the ghost of our house because oh. he is completely on night shift. So we all go to bed; he's up all day. We're up, and, and you know, so we're on complete different schedules. But no, I never have anything weird. Or, you know, I've never had anything change in my life since this podcast. And like I said, we're spending all our free time reading into Mm. these things.
0: Keep an eye on that. Like the more you look into this stuff, just see, because anything that seems out of the norm to you, just shoot it over to us. Because I'd be interested in knowing if if you do have like an influx of either weird feelings or anything like that when you're looking into this stuff. Even
1: like the Edeland house. I mean, we've been there, Mm. what, three times walking around that property where we've... I know I've had multiple people tell me their stories from within this house and these stories of these ghosts. Every, Every time I'm like looking for every detail, every sound, you know, scanning everything, like wanting one little sign to show me like... Mm-hmm. Oh, I is... zoomed
0: in on those pictures and everything. I was like, I got to If there's anything in these photos, yeah. I'll find it. Yeah, I didn't see shit. And it's
1: like, you want it to believe it so bad.
0: But it is creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, close. I mean, the
1: stories we have, and you know, I don't want to allude to them now because that's a future episode. They but... could just
0: be a summer thing. We could talk. Yeah, it's you know, just 20 minutes
1: fascinating. Just talking about it. Like a couple I, of them. You know, I can full bring body you guys chills. Ghost.
2: I can bring Ghost in a second. You just got to let me bring the weed no. team
1: And I mean, I get freaked out by things all the time. Like, you guys wanted me to watch The Outsider with Jason Bateman yeah couldn't finish the show really oh yeah once they brought in that entity uh when they figured out it's el El cuckoo or
0: el (laughs) El cuckoo or whatever and
1: then it started going on the demonic side i mean i i was having one night i could not go to sleep because it freaked me out so bad i was keying into every noise that night
2: Damn.
1: and like the next day uh, my husband's like you know you always ask how do you sleep and i go not great and he goes why and i'm like I could not go to sleep forever because he fell asleep in the last half. I'm like, that epi- that ep- part of the episode really freaked me out. Yeah. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, every noise I was keying into. And then like yeah. the next night he's like, you want to watch it? And I'm like, eh. and he's like, let's not, if this is like making you not sleep, like we should not.
0: Uh, that's the funniest part. That's when he's like, we really got to finish this, you know, let's finish this up. Cause re- Michael, you got to do the research for us sometimes, you know, do these social experiments.
1: All
2: right. Let's see what we can, you know, elicit out of our partners. The minute I felt like that, I'd be like, this is my show. Because yeah. I like to be challenged.
1: Oh, I love to watch, like, American Horror Story and stuff. This is the first show, like, I've just been like, nope, can't do it. And I don't yeah. know what it was about it, but.
2: I think because American Horror Story, you're like, when you guys told me about it,
1: I totally was like, okay, guys, wrongfully accused. This is like a murder dog. like, you yeah, know, gotcha. completely. You guys hooked me thinking it was like a true crime thing. And then I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This is some entity, like, nope.
2: You gotta watch too creepy. the rest of Couldn't
1: it. Couldn't finish it. Yeah. And I'm i think alert, damn near like three episodes from finishing the whole thing
0: yeah like, you're probably actually further than i am so now i know more than i need to but uh that's because china stopped watching it. i think for the same the same it, reason it, it's, it's just creepy cre- well i
1: mean it's also like okay stephen king the king of terror and creepy things yeah. in his writing and
2: i do be like that yeah there's at the end there's a connection back to it that's pretty crazy yeah. Well, well cuz it's
1: essentially an entity that feeds off grief.
0: I've been there, right? We have all been around a few of those people. It
1: said it likes to take over the family and there, when the when something grief happens in that then it yeah. just feeds off all the people around it and like it lives in your cemeteries and all that and I was yeah. just like, "Okay, this is too creepy, too close to home." On well, stuff we're reading like
0: look in and see if it's it's a real based off a real
2: entity. Yes. Then mm-hmm. we should do an episode on that cuz that would be dope.
1: Yeah. Hello and season totally 2. It's totally creepy. So yeah.
2: We could have a, a Stephen King episode because he also talks about walk ins mm. in interdimensional travel.
1: Well, my husband would probably want to sit in on that one. He keeps yeah. saying he would, um, but he's a huge King fan. Like, we yeah. own a good chunk of his books. I never can bring myself to crack one open and read them. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I've, just I've, like the cover I've, images freaking me out. And I'm like, eh. I've read I'm the good. majority of them. Yeah. Yeah, he loves Stephen King. I
2: actually just bought bought a a new Stephen King book yesterday to take on vacation. Oh, nice! That I've already been on. Well, there you
0: go. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, time slips and whatnot. Christian has uh, just joined us from one. Yeah, because he already went on that, but he yeah. bought the book in the future. Uh, you know, it, the the timeline doesn't have to match up, guys. Okay, you know the deal. So
2: anyway, yeah, this is yeah. pre recorded. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're
1: about to end for a season. Yeah, we're both going on vacations.
2: Yeah. But it was a time slip. Yeah, yes. you're welcome.
1: Scott, so, want to bring us train? into Poltergeist?
2: Yeah, I Did will you, bring us into You looked around like you heard, heard
0: a Poltergeist. I heard a train, I think. Hey, where the fuck is a train around here?
1: It's right over off Main Street.
2: Okay, because I hear a train all the time. And I'm oh, like, yeah. where is no, this No, anyone
1: train? that lives in Wasilla, you're going to hear a train.
2: Yeah. yeah. Heather would have been better. It's like. You and I was like, we don't hear a train. train. Like, you don't no know train. about the
1: ghost conductor <laughs> out in Wasilla?
2: Guys, don't mess with me.
1: If you hear the train, it means it's coming for you, Scott. With the pol-
0: <laughs> with the poltergeist. Yeah. Actually hilarious. All
1: aboard the Ghost Express.
0: Hilarious experience with trains. Uh, and I might have mentioned this on a podcast once, but I there's one night I woke up in Vegas. Oh, I lived there also. I woke up in Vegas and <laughs> like I
1: <just> woke up <laughs> yeah. in Vegas. It's Weirdest like, what thing kind of happened. No, Went to bed in Alaska, yeah. woke up in yeah. Vegas.
0: Yeah. So I lived in Vegas and one night I woke up, I was thirsty, but I realized that I had dropped my water bottle off the, the side of the bed. And so I reached over and like as I'm reaching towards Never the ground. Reach over. I know. As I'm reaching towards the ground to pick up the water bottle, I hear this like train horn like in the distance. And I'm like, what the fuck? And as I turn my head to the left, it gets super loud and it busts through the the wall, hits me and like goes through me. And like I fall. I'm so like just taken aback by the entire thing. I like freak out. I hop up and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And my brother like wakes up because he had just moved out there and he was staying with us for the time. So he wakes up and he's like, dude, are you all right? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, a a train just barreled through the room and hit me when i was grabbing my water bottle i understand this sounds weird uh ghost
1: train got gotcha. you yeah
0: probably didn't happen so Maybe, it already did yeah, get it me a ghost it got train me,
1: did get you it's and and he's coming, coming back he's <laughs> yeah. following you
2: yeah the ghost trains return i have a train story okay this is getting interesting now comes from the same so ghost
1: <laughs> <Yeah. slash> trains
2: <laughs> it comes from the and it's it's not as good as that one but comes from the same house that i lived in when that flamey thing came out of the
1: when you summon the devil. Yeah.
2: When the devil came to say what's up. When I, when I said flamey thing, I almost like came out of the middle and it was Elton John or something. But wow. <laughs> I love Elton John. Yes. Yes. Who I learned to listen to in the same house. Yeah. So one day I'm sitting there and there were train tracks not far from my house. I could walk across the desert to them. Sure. And we'd hear trains a lot, but one day this train sounded like an 1800s, early 1900s train, like Mm. the steam really with that weird old school Um, um, missile whistle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just shooting missiles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Crazy train. That's where they got the idea. (laughs) So you and Ozzy, you know, (laughs) I, and I couldn't get to the point where I could look out there before it went away, but it was just way out of place. Yeah. Way out of place. Like we are so
0: used to hearing that sound that when it, when it's anything different than what it normally is, you're like, well,
2: yeah, it's a sound you only hear on TV at, in my childhood. Yeah, old westerns and shit. Mm-hmm. yeah, which my dad watched a lot of. So I knew, was familiar with the sound, but this was straight from the train tracks behind my house. Yeah, a little ways away, and it was it was pretty crazy. My mom didn't believe me. That's just She didn't hear it.
1: Did you guys ever have any of those train whistles when you were a kid? I don't think so. All oh, like the wooden ones you blow and it makes the train noise. Oh, it was like the coolest thing.
2: Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think I ever had one. I when you grow know, up in one. California, you don't want noisy toys, I guess. It must be Alaska.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, we, we had them. That's fine. Well,
2: Are you going to ever read about poltergeist? Poltergeist? Yeah. Getting into
0: it. That was the hashtag train sec. This Today's episode is brought to you by Thomas the Tank Engine.
1: Yes. And
2: uh, anyway, you know- Blaine, the pain is a train from Stephen King. Blaine, the pain is a train. Sounds like Dr. Well we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get back to that one when we talk about Stephen King. Just it's weird how you, we got on this subject. Synchronicity, Synchronicity is happening. Synchronicity trains. Yep.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably the one subject our listeners didn't expect us to branch into, much like lizards and coffee mugs. and Reptilians. And-
1: We should see if, you know, uh, uh, Alaska Railroad wants to sponsor this episode, you know, brought to you by Alaska Railroad. You may take trips to Denali and uh, let
0: us take a few moments away from this episode to talk about how great trains are. Yes. All right. Diving into
1: poltergeist. (laughs)
0: the, The poltergeist, perhaps one of the most popular terms that many of us have heard when it comes to ghosts. The word poltergeist actually means noisy ghost. Must be a German word. Yes, it is, I believe. Because it is said to have the ability to move or knock things over, make noise, and manipulate the physical environment. While many of us had heard the term before, a poltergeist is actually one of the rarest forms of hauntings, and to many, most terrifying. Loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, doors slamming, even fires breaking out mysteriously have all been attributed to this type of spiritual disturbance. Another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that the event usually starts out slowly and mildly, then begins to intensify. And while many times poltergeist activity is harmless and ends quickly, they have all been known to actually become dangerous. Some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. Whatever the case may be, poltergeists have caught the attention of paranormal enthusiasts and experts, scientists, and many others who are just plain curious on that there it's poltergeist is, or it's not as popular as it's made out to be, but that is something that is played on a lot in movies and all that shit. Like it's one, it's definitely something that has caught people's attention the most. Is yeah. There's the,
1: a movie poltergeist. Yeah.
0: And like literally every, any haunting house is based around a poltergeist of some form. And on top of that, even more is that, there's tons of stories. You can find tons of stories of people that have poltergeist activity and are like sharing their stories with you. And it's like a lot of them, I feel like come from, you know, the eight, the houses where people have, you know, oh, this house is 120 years old or it's this and that, which I don't know if that plays into the, the whole energy thing. Like it's been amassing for so long that eventually it just becomes this powerful entity. But there's some scary ass poltergeist stories with like actual entities and dark figures and, and shit like that that you're like,
2: oh, it doesn't really just feel kind of like an energy thing at times. Poltergeist almost seems like the cable news of spiritual beings hmm. almost. It's like really dramatic and violent and scary. Yeah. And used in movies and other kinds of media to scare the crap out of us. Yeah. And it works because it is, it, all those stories are scary. Yeah. But most stories you hear about aren't most stories about ghosts aren't really that scary. Mm. But when you get to Poltergeist. it's anyone—it's like a grab bag, man, mm-hmm. hey,
0: right? It goes in a minute, like I don't know, and maybe you've heard it, but there there was some podcast I was listening to where this the person shared a story of like a poltergeist that was in their home, and it was like in the form of this old man that was literally just haunting them, like, would appear above them while they were sleeping and, like, pretty much curse them and tell them to get out of his house and shit like that, like, floating above the bed. I'm like, that's that's terrifying. If mm-hmm. that was happening, would you instantly be like, well, we're getting out of this house? Probably.
1: I would 100% get in the car and never go back.
0: Yeah. You'd be I'd like, be all like, my belongings? Fuck that. I'd be like, nope,
1: uh, hire some movers. They can pack up my stuff and leave, like, yeah. one time. I mean, I had a mouse in my last house and acted like I was never going back to that place. Like, yeah. Get a poultry guy's heck? No, like yeah, it's
0: a pretty big escalation from Mouse. Well, even like (laughs) even
1: like uh, you know texting China when we were watching uh, because she told me you know uh, American Horror Story Roanoke was one of her favorite seasons. Yeah, and right into starting that one, I'm like, how dumb are these people? that this stuff's going on and they didn't leave, flee the house and China's like, yeah, I know. Like, I would have left the second weird stuff started happening like that. And I was like, yeah. I know, like.
0: And like, even Christian, like where you're not really a believer in a lot of the poltergeist type stuff, right, those types of stories, you would probably even leave too, even if you didn't fully understand it. Like, it would it probably shake you enough to the point where you're like,
2: even if I don't understand what's going on completely, I want out. Yeah. Like, I, and part of it would be like, I'm not sharing my, my home yeah. with something that It's just going to throw me off. I like to just relax and be comfortable at home. And it's an unfair fight. Yeah. I don't want something that's just, even if it's just hanging out with me. Yeah. Other than Bristol, Bristol can show up. There you go. But other than that, I'm like, ah, nobody else really belongs in this place. So I wouldn't want it there. I'll tell Scott about it and say, say to Scott, you're right. I had to move. I don't know what it was though, but I still moved just in case. Yeah.
1: That's like when people share on Facebook, like this house is haunted, and you can get a million dollars. Would you live in it? Like, nope.
2: I would depend oh, on how long they. Yeah, hard
1: Yeah,
0: I would be like, yep, I'll do that because I just got, I just got outlasted at that point. I'm like, oh, like okay, if you just, like, regardless. okay, like
1: if I had to live in it for a week and then call. Yeah. And take the million and run. I don't know.
0: Yep, I'd do it in a second yeah write in and let us know would you do that would you stay in a haunted house f- for a million dollars what's what's the time frame a week oh uh, yeah let's I, say one month one
2: month that's I'm getting that's like a little the riskier. shit scared that's, out of you
1: for yeah. a month
2: we we've been in lockdown for a year we could all do it easily yeah. it would just be an inconvenience like oh damn it
0: the ghost dad is i back. know my
1: husband would 100 percent say yes yeah. You would do it for a million dollars. I me, know there's a
0: lot of people out there that are skeptics that would because they're like, what's going to, oh, the ghost is going to give me. Yeah.
2: But, skeptics would be easy. Yeah. I'd go in there in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have internet? Yes. Okay. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. If it
1: was just a ghost, I'd be like, all right, cool.
2: Yeah.
1: But if it's something that's going to start setting on fires, knocking things over, scaring me, like. Throwing mm, shit across no. the room. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it could have been a poltergeist. It could be the devil. Mm. I think I've said one time, but my grandmother, you know, her friend that was a nun in the church swore she was thrown around in a room by the devil, and she said it was the devil she believed as you know the presence of the devil, mm. and she could feel someone pushing her and you know things flying around
0: yeah I uh... and that
1: is terrifying enough in itself. I mean, even getting into Catholicism and Latin and the roots they have like anytime you hear anything like that, like the devil or yeah just, even anything haunted it's just extra creepy
0: funny funny story on that is the actual the guy that used to say freaky deaky all the time that i got the idea for the name of this show he i remember and this was just off the cuff he was talking to me he was like you know random like shower thoughts pretty much but he told me one thing that has stuck with me forever even though i don't even fully believe that theology Were you guys in the shower yeah, we were just hanging out, you okay. know, as you do. Well, doesn't we were like shoving each other's butts? backs, you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> Can't reach there, <laughs> After friends game. there, you know, yeah. whatever. What the
0: hell are friends for, Christian? Yeah. Come on. But he he said uh he was he was bringing the fact that like you know seeing the devil or whatever like people are like oh you shouldn't be afraid of seeing the devil whatever blah blah blah. But he he pointed to something in scripture. I don't even remember what it was, but pretty much like the devil is walking the earth, right? That means that the devil is physically walking this earth and you have a chance of running into him. Uh, no matter how small it is and I remember just sitting there on his couch like oh, I definitely didn't want to ever think about that shit. That's not good for my head especially, but yeah, I've since come to expand my ideologies on a lot of this stuff and it changes by the week. But,
1: oh as a kid I 100% took it way Way too far. On the I think level everyone does. Every fear. Kid, yeah, it was so terrifying. I know. Like, if I got in a fight with my siblings, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because so I was like terrified I'd go to hell. Or it was always just brought. Like the devil's always testing you in life. Like any bad decision, that's the devil behind it. And it was just like it was a real fear thing for me as a mm-hmm. kid.
2: Best bookie man ever. As you can tell by my by that, I'm not a big believer in the devil. Yeah, and that's that's been evident throughout the course of the show. I yeah. So it doesn't scare me. I think it's. the the devil we believe in is kind of marketing from early Christianity. But these things stick
1: with you as a kid. I mean, I don't practice catholicism anymore but i remember as a kid like going through um first communion um with the rosary they were like you never put this on and that's why you know so many rock stars black sabbath wearing them on their neck it was a yeah. sign of devil worship and it was just you never do that and if you do it's you're worshiping satan and i remember she gave us each this cheap plastic rosary as a little gift you know and everything and,
0: and you put it my on. cousin
1: jokingly like put it on and i freaked out like threw this thing across the room and i was so scared i was touched by the devil in that moment of like Oh my god! You know, yeah. put it in a box in my underneath my bed and put it away forever to scare the devil's gonna come get me.
0: That's pretty extreme. That was just, I
1: was feared like religion. I mean, I get it's supposed to be some safe space yeah. when you're a kid, but I guess I just took it the extra when I was a kid. Like I think, so- think
2: most people do. Most I think that's what it's designed to do is to push you to that point where you're only in. You have this one belief, and it's supported by your social group, whatever church you may be in. I think it's just a brilliant marketing plan, and most of what we know of the devil is not real or not really from the original religion. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. think it's quite like the nun saying that they got thrown across the room and it was the devil. They may have gotten thrown across the room, but Maybe does the devil really have time? Maybe it's just not, not yeah. the devil. Yeah, does the devil really have time for us individuals probably not yeah and if you
0: think about like demons in, in nature are supposed to lie and steal and de- like they're deceitful little creatures right mm-hmm. and so wouldn't it make more sense that it was lying
1: but i think back then that's why it was just created as like god and there's like the devil there wasn't yeah. like no one in catholicism believes in really ghosts or anything that's not talked about yeah. so it's either it's god or it's the devil Those are your only options. So when you go with those, yeah, it does seem like the devil's doing that. But again, it it probably was either you know a demon, poltergeist, something going on Mm. that we just we didn't know. And I wish I knew who the heck this gal was, or you know she's probably not around anymore. But it would be so interesting. Yeah. Or even just to hit up some you know a nunnery around here. Hey, and you all fight the devil? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) I mean you do not, there's some real creepy things in Catholicism. There's I creepy those Latin things all roots, over. and it's... I mean, just even in exorcism, you yeah. know, thinking of a priest performing an exorcism alone is just terrifying.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to look into like, like, do an episode on exorcisms because yes. that is, there's a ton of crazy stories out there that even if you don't believe them or just blow your mind type thing, we're like, what happened?
1: I love exorcist movies.
2: Or any kind of movies on exorcism.
1: The video Belief Hole played of that girl in the ambulance. But they I were saying it. she was uh they were performing an exorcism on her and um like they just played the audio of it and hearing this the noises this gal was making like it literally just made your skin and crawl yeah, of like that's usually
0: what it does yeah
1: yeah it was just horrifying i was like oh, creepy so creepy stuff so. so
0: all that and i i'll, I'll read a, a short little story on poltergeist to bring it back to poltergeist it, you see how easy it is to break away from the topic because these things are kind of interwoven with each other so mm-hmm. you can talk about one thing and then i go that's evil and then evil goes to this then that goes to the devil and devil brings us right back around to poltergeist
2: which is exactly what the devil wants to do
0: he did it again yeah okay so getting into a tale involving a poltergeist there you go i used to work at a quote haunted hotel at the front desk me too you did actually work at a haunted hotel huh Mm -hmm. there was a room behind the front desk where you could sit when it was late and no one was in the lobby There was a TV with the security cameras, including one on the front desk so you could see if anyone was out there. You could see the whole front desk, including the classic bell that people ring for service. A coworker and I were sitting in the back room, no one up front, and the bell rang. No one, no one was out there. Over the next hour, the bell rang six or seven times, but only when we were in the back. I don't believe in ghosts, but fuck. (laughs) Just let that resonate. This was a nice four-diamond old...
1: I know I was like four star like, like
0: this was Ford a nice four diamond old hotel that had huge ballrooms and dining rooms that I had to walk through late at night when I was alone when I worked overnights after that as the only employee in the hotel I would get freaked out but never really saw anything else supernatural that doesn't that okay that I don't know if that that rings the bell haha, for poltergeist like that feels like more like a just a regular run-of-the-mill ghost like, interactive
1: yeah ghost.
0: yeah I think everyone's aware of what poltergeists are, right? Yes, they're right. scary ghosts,
1: like yeah. in a Skinwalker Ranch. What the um was it the first family that lived there and saying about um things getting thrown and breaking? Yeah, since they've had cameras up and different things and
0: like that stuff. Heard of since Bigelow bought it when they yeah. put the
1: cameras in, seeing things getting thrown and yeah. breaking and glass shattering, and that's more of your typical run of the mill poltergeist. Yeah,
0: and there's not like. There's no way to validate any of these, but you can go on YouTube and people, especially with like, you know, security cams and indoor cams and all that stuff. Now, people post videos saying that it's a poltergeist or poltergeist activity and stuff. And you can take it with a grain of salt. There's no way to prove it. But there's a lot of really interesting videos out there that I've seen personally because this, again, shit fascinates me. One in recent history I can remember was this. I think it was either posted on Reddit or maybe I just stumbled across it on YouTube or Facebook or one of those. But uh, essentially, it was this night vision camera of a living room. And you see, I think, two two dogs laying down and then you see a cat walk into the room. And like there's like a noise or something like that. And all the animals kind of like shift and like look around. And then you see the cat's body like like it got kicked and it like flies through the air, like tumbling over itself, not just like, oh, it jumped up or did something like that, but like literally tumbling over itself and the dogs hop up and panic and everyone starts like pretty much scattered out of the room. The cat was kicked from a position where you could see if anything was kicking the cat, you know? Like and I get that cats sometimes jump in weird ways. Like if they get freaked out, they like bolt. But this looked entirely different as someone that has owned plenty of cats throughout my life. And that's that's just one thing where I saw that and I was like, damn, this one's kind of uh
2: hard to dispute, you know. Well, since cats are in league with Satan. Okay. Who I don't believe Here in. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, it's about to start again, people. The cat's like, Hey Satan, you know dogs are God's best friend or God's thing. Let's go let's go mess with these dogs. Just come over and kick me. I'll walk in. You know, it it it's from you, it won't yeah. hurt. And then Satan's like, Yeah, let's yeah. I don't like dogs, so let's let's mess with them. Yeah, so everything
0: so far sounds like exactly. So yeah, yeah just keep. I it I can't
1: calm. wait till we get a get a you know studio cat. Yeah, and it's gonna walk all over Christian's computer and knock over his water bottle and just be yeah. an a hole to him. We're gonna no, train well, it.
2: Me and that cat will understand each other. Be like, yeah, you're cool. I know you're evil, and, it, and you. Everybody else blames it on Satan, but I know it's all within you, cat. We're cool. Studio cat's a good idea though, because especially if it's cold in here, it's just <laughs> you have something warm to like put your hands on, like. Get back over here, buddy. Keep down with, you know.
1: Be like, why does it always hang out with
2: Christian? I have tuna in my pocket. That's right. Yeah, so Um,
0: so anyway, like again, that might not have been the best Poltergeist story for this, but tons of Poltergeist stories out there. Like, and I actually encourage everyone to go check them out because there's some really fascinating ones, including which I'll probably end up doing because I don't remember exactly where it took place. I'll probably end up doing an episode on it some point. But there was a documented Poltergeist case about a house that even has police reports where the police officers were in the house and the stuff was going on, and they're like, "Yeah, even we don't know what the hell's going on here, but (laughs) we can't help you." Have I? uh told you my haunted hotel
2: story on here before i'm not sure but you should i don't it's the it's remember. the right episode to bring it up yes. so now is the
1: time now is the time to have a tangent. so
2: in uh it was in lancaster california it was a hotel called the desert inn not like the one in vegas but it was an old hotel that used to have a lot of famous people come through in like the 50s and 60s because it was right on the main highway when i worked at it it was past its Glory years because they'd built the freeway a little farther away, so it didn't really matter. Sierra Highway was still a busy street, but it just wasn't as popular. But there's stories about how it was haunted and everything. And at this time, I worked night audit, which was basically me in the whole office and restaurant area by myself, mm. maybe a security guard at night. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have to go do, you know, pull pull a paperwork from the credit card machines and the cash register in the coffee shop. And one night, I go walking in there and. You know there there's you go it's a pretty decent walk to get to the register and it's dark just a few lights on so you could figure out where to walk around and the windows there were big windows because there's a little courtyard area that people could eat too and but the mirrors reflected what little bit of light as i'm walking away from the register to take my paperwork back i hear this like sound that sounds like screaming but more howling type of screaming mm. You know, like something you would expect from a poltergeist. Not something fun and heartwarming. No. Yeah, yeah. And I remember as I'm trying to walk without running, don't look over to that window. Because if there's something there, you don't want to see it. I went back to the front desk, started doing my paperwork, security walked in. I'm like, I just heard this. I don't think it's anything. But when I go back to close out the machine, you need to come with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Safety in numbers. No, I right. get it. Yeah. Did he do it? Yeah, he I, I made him do that with me every night for like a week. That's hilarious. until I finally like, Oh, I can do it myself. So it legitimately like shook you a yeah. little bit. You're like, oof, definitely don't look over there. Yeah, it was it was a hideous sound. And it could have just been wind coming through the pipes, but it didn't sound like that. It actually sounded like screaming. Yeah. Was it like muffled screaming, like like low volume or was it loud? It was pretty loud. Ugh. Ooh, and really yeah. scary sounding and like I was rational enough to know not to look over and see anything reflected cuz yeah but
0: <clears throat> on top of that if if you're a skeptic like you would have nothing to be afraid of correct now
2: I would probably do it you'd be like aha i caught you yeah this this at this time i didn't
1: though well i'm uh, bringing it back to halloween special mm. remember wendy williams auditorium at uaa True. University of Alaska Anchorage. There's, I mean, women getting shoved down the stairs, and there's, you know, people getting bathroom doors slammed on them. They say, you know, it's a poltergeist hotspot. So it would be interesting if anyone is listening and has attended UAA and had an encounter with no matter how wild it may seem. Anything we want to hear it. Please write in because I'd love to hear. I did go in that building and attended college there, but I myself have never had anything.
2: We need to bring Scott
1: remotely yeah, scary. I I'd be, I'd be able to tell
2: or feel at least Scott's like, the beacon. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, just
1: want a UAA tour.
0: Yeah. Why'd you want to come see the campus again? No reason. Yeah. Um, Scott's there with his hoodie <laughs> and like, his oh, banner. Oh, like yeah. I'm
1: just checking out the college. No, yeah.
0: keep the camera on Heather. I think that's one of the the scariest aspects of poltergeists is the fact, like the pushing and the shoving and shit, because it's so unexpected. Because you see nothing coming, you're just at the top of the stairs, like, and then like boom, you're at the, well, you're and the funny being pushed thing, down. Yeah. Like that's
1: didn't it say it was going after like brunette girls? Yeah, like, <laughs> like it had a
0: type. You're <laughs> like, like, damn dude, uh, what happened to equality?
1: Something must have happened with the brunette that pissed the ghost off. I guess
2: it's probably the same thing that happened to Ted Bundy. Because it was all brunettes for him, too. Maybe it was Ted Bundy. Maybe he was like, oh, this seems like a
1: great great place for
0: my ghost to haunt."
1: Uh, uh, The next type is orbs. Orbs are probably the most photographed type of anomaly. They appear as the transparent or translucent ball of light that is hovering over the ground. Many ghost hunters and guests on ghosts and gravestones are surprised to see them in their photos. It is believed that orbs are the soul of a human or even an animal that has died and is traveling around from one place to another. The circular shape they take on makes it easier for them to move around and is often the first state they appear in before they become a full-bodied apparition. If you're lucky enough to capture an orb on video, you'll be amazed at how fast they can move. In photographs, they are usually white, but can be blue as well. I mean, I've, I've looked many pictures up and seen like those circular orbs in pictures, and yeah. I was telling them, um, Scott and Christian, before this we started recording, I did go back and look at the picture that Will and Amanda had to even see if there was with the uh, you know Will's grandfather. If there was any orbs or anything in there, and yeah. it's nothing. I mean, besides that, seeing a, a full what looks like a shoe, and then the you know transparent kind of look of his grandfather.
0: Yeah, I think one one thing with orbs in particular is it's one of probably the most common sightings, but it's also one of the most easily you know debunkable dust Mm -hmm. there's so like they look identical to dust in photographs most of the time and so anyone that is even remotely skeptical is like that's just dust from the camera Mm -hmm. but in that i still believe in like orbs in general because there's been also a lot of documented cases that have orbs that uh you can't really dispute you can't really say oh it's just dust or this and that like interactive stuff that you're like well there's just no way that that's that's how that went down like there was I think one was actually a poltergeist as well. There's orbs like green orbs or something in a picture. And it was something that they physically saw in the room with them. So it's not like, Oh, we took a picture and oh, look at that orbs showed up. Like it's Mm -hmm. actually something documented. Like we witnessed these things in person
2: before we took the photos of them. Like they were there. And I would say most pictures you're going to see of orbs are not necessarily fake. They are dust or Mm -hmm. the lighting's wrong. That doesn't mean there aren't orbs that are photographed. It's, especially since an orb is just going to be some like a ball of energy who knows what it could be it could be something paranormal if that's how something paranormal shows up mm-hmm. as energy you know while i debunk most orb things i don't think i could debunk, debunk them all there's a lot of evidence of unexplained orbs yeah. on film
0: and there's there's been some that and it, I, I think the other ones kind of correlate with like ufo type activity because there's i remember one i forget where i heard it but there was a story ranch that for sure but there was a story of these people walking through the woods at night and a glowing orb was just like following this trail like literally like a big ass pretty much ball of light you know probably i think they said like 18 to 24 inches or something like that just moving along the the forest floor not touching but floating and hovering and just went past them and kept going and it's like what is that like how could you possibly explain that other than like it's nothing normal right there's there's no there's no way you could look at it and be back like, ah yes
2: of course the glowing f- forest floor floating orbs yes well i think there are natural occurrences of stuff like that but not all you know you can't explain away all the stories and images of orbs that yeah, way. Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, I think swamp gas can produce orbs, which is a legitimate thing. Is that
0: like the, the will of the wisps or whatever? Something that, uh, like that. Like, yeah, I've heard in the Midwest, especially Yeah. Uh, down south and stuff, there's there's a lot of those, you know, oh, you got to travel here to see the will of the wisps or like that's That stuff's fascinating, though. Like, what is that? Is What is swamp gas, first of
2: all? It's just the way the gas is mixed with the environment. And it may produce mist or different colored lights and, or orbs. Yeah, it's it's just a mixing of chemicals that are in the in the environment by a swamp. Uh, yeah. Well, a, the swamp a swamp <clears> is generally going to have a lot of uh, um, decaying mm-hmm. stuff, so Stinky. that's going to produce energy in itself because decaying produces energy, mm. and the chemicals that are produced with that could react to other things nearby. Yeah but some of these orb things aren't in the middle of a swamp or out in the middle of somewhere where there's a bunch of decaying stuff. Some of them are right in houses or I believe that, you know, they've seen them in airplanes, all yeah. kinds of things. So it's, 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 there's gotta be something behind the orbs. And if we ever got there, we'd probably know a lot more about things like ghost. Yeah. Which of
0: these do you believe all each of these like types of ghosts or do you have any, like, I know you, you, Yourself talked like, yeah, orbs are a thing, you know, but do you believe in the other, like, full-body apparitions and that type of stuff? Do you think that's real, or do you think it's projections of the person's mind that just in that moment, whatever? I, I think a lot of times it could be just a memory and time. And that's that's one theory that I don't, in this episode, like, we, I mean, we could touch on a little bit. There's the, the stone tape theory, I believe is what it's called, where it's just, like, either traumatic events or something important happened in that specific spot, and it's almost like it left trauma on the earth itself and recorded itself into the, the minerals of the earth. Or, and that's yeah. what people like the, the Gettysburg ghosts and all that stuff is, you know, alleged stone tape theory, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a fascinating topic too. Cause I feel like that's, it probably will be its own episode at some point because it, you could talk about it for a, a long time. There's a lot of examples,
2: right? That's almost one where if you see something on a loop, mm. it's very believable that it could be a, a recording. Yeah. You know, in time that you'll, that just, pops up in this area yeah i think for other things that you know if it's not in a loop then you might have to look in a different direction and you can't even really prove a memory in space and time yet so is it even a thing i don't think so no (laughs) (laughs) who knows i mean i think that there's potential in that theory but we still can't even prove that so that kind of still paranormal sure Heather, Heather, what was the favorite?
0: You looked at a lot of different types of ghosts and stuff when you're looking at this episode. Did you have a favorite that you came across where you're like, oh, this one seems really interesting?
1: I'd say the interactive ghost because I find it the most believable, I guess. The um, one that,
0: like, acknowledges you. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, right.
1: and just kind of, like, lesser presence being, presence being known hmm. and they're going there for a reason. Yeah. Just because all the different haunted things and things we've looked into even hearing, like I said, with the Edland house and, mm-hmm. you know, Will's grandfather and the reason those people are there, I feel like is generally they just that's where their happy place was. Like Edland, it's a homestead land. It was something these people like literally had their entire life tied to that. So I don't find it hard to believe that there is this woman that won't let go and is there. I mean, yeah. I find it really relatable in that way, you know, older guys are always interesting too. I mean, I've never, I haven't heard too many stories personally from people around me that besides, you know, like maybe that whatever happened with my grandmother's friend, mm. um, being something, but those are always interesting to read up on but yeah, it's all kind of just interesting. I mean, orbs, I've seen them in pictures. Definitely. Like you said, they're always common, whether it be dust yeah. or an actual thing, um, yeah.
0: Let me ask you this: Did you, when when you first started doing this podcast, did you believe in ghosts?
1: I believe people's stories when they told me, huh. because I'm just not one to discredit. But I've never had anything a hundred percent where I really, really believed. Like, yeah, we make the jokes about John. Yeah, but that was just more or less like, well, we have this, and is like it a funny, joke huh? or yeah, <laughs> yeah? Is you know, it's just kind of like the a cereal box fell over. All right, John, knock it off. You know, yeah. it's just the running joke in our house was it a ghost was it just weird coincidence that you know maybe a gust happened knocked over a cereal box or things you know i don't know that
0: happens all the time but
1: i never had anything that happened personally to me to believe like 100 percent. when i have friends tell me things like the stories i've heard from you know that house in edlin yeah from especially when it's multiple people saying the same things
0: Hmm. it's hard to dispute yeah yeah
1: multiple owners in that house that have had things um even my mother in law, living um, in an older home in Michigan, you know that she'd hear, you know, things like sounds like kid laughter, footsteps running, you know, getting Freaky. up all the time, checking to see if the kids were up and yeah. if kids are sound asleep. Just things I've always heard stories that are just like
0: unexplainable. Almost, yeah,
1: I I was like, oh, I, I'd has, love has to that have it. That now
0: that, like, after looking into this episode, have you been like, I guess I like, do you fully believe in ghosts at this point? Yes. Yeah.
1: I'd say ghosts are real.
0: Just more or less like, what is it type thing? Like, is it energy? Is it spirits? Is it what? Well, and I just you
1: want know. to know more on a bigger like picture is, do you have a choice to just sit there and want to go and be around somewhere? Or is it like, are you a trapped soul and you're stuck there? Like, that's yeah. where I want to know. Like, that's
0: where the confusion comes in. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, if you...
1: Are we all just ghosts one day and there's a bunch among us? Or are, we are some presence right known more? You know, it's just a lot of different yeah. questions that go along with it.
0: I've I've brought it up before. Like what if this is our us watching our lives over? What if we already died and we are ghosts reliving our life out, seeing mm-hmm. it play out before our eyes? You never know.
2: What if we have fans in the uh spiritual realm that like to come and sit and listen to us record? We do. I figured as much. They stand right behind you. There's a yeah. Margaret fan of the podcast, told me a story about how she experienced something at work where she would go in every morning before work, it'd be about three o'clock in the morning and have coffee. And this guy would walk in it's, and it's basically a room with tables, pool tables, you know, like a break or something yeah, like. yeah, with the TV and he would walk in and it was a guy she thinks might have worked there and died in the past. You know, she could hear him cough and stuff like that. He'd walk over and sit in a chair. One time he walked in and he just gave somebody else that was in there a mean look, like he didn't want that person in that room at that time. Damn. So. And then he just left? He just, the look that he gave this kid, she said, was bad. But then he just, it was more irritated, not like I'm going to, I'm going to kill this guy, on yeah. you. It <laughs> was just like, that guy's irritating. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. That, that would be interesting to see. Like if you had that, t- that type of ability to actually like full on see these ghosts and shit, that would, that'd be mind blowing. I, I imagine at some point you kind of get used to it, but at the same time, what if you don't, what if you're just like every time like, go, oh,
2: that's not a living thing, that is it's a ghost. That's a spirit, whatever. Yeah. That room's been closed since COVID happened too. So I think it's going to open soon. So I might get up early one day and just go sit with Margaret and, That'd be, that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I say with like stories, like even listening to Amanda talk about, you know, in the mm. finale, you'll hear stories of what she's seen and being a night shift nurse and hearing so many things from people that work night shift, <sighs> that was especially fun. in clinics and hospitals and all the crazy yeah. things. Like
2: you see weird stuff it's at insane.
1: night Insane, yeah, and there's so many places up here. Like, um, that hotel in, in um, Whittier, mm. you know, Wendy Williamson, like I said, at UAA, uh, yeah. the captain cook hotel, there's a lot of places up here that have had um, supposed poltergeist ghost activity yeah. that would be interesting to see. Like I said, I just want to know why they're there.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, one of those things where it's like you'll never truly know. No. Until are you, you either... a trapped
1: soul? Or yeah. Are you just there because that's where you want to be? Is that, you know? So it's just fascinating to know <laughs> why. And like I said, I think w- the ghosts just always get the bad rap because they're associated as mm-hmm. this mean presence. But yeah. maybe and it was just, it is. you know? Yeah.
2: We should have a podcast where we communicate with ghosts. Could call it the actual Ouija
1: experience. But, I mean we only yeah. have we have one more ghost to get in type of, you know, ghost category. But like in the end of this, like if any of our listeners have experienced an orb or even mm-hmm. a poltergeist or, you know, an interactive ghost, like ecto ecdomist, uh any of those kind of things, write in. Like even if it's just a few minutes or you're like, I think this could have been it, but I don't know. Like we want to hear those stories so reach out because it's always way more entertaining when we can hear it from one of our fellow listeners versus Mm -hmm. you know pulling out reddit stories yeah
2: yeah for sure doesn't an interactive ghost sound like a preschool type ghost this interactive ghost is going to get you ready for future demons i mean i guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right funnel ghost yes also like funnel cake yeah they're almost the same thing yeah, they go to the fair mm-hmm. and have funnel cake and buffalo sous burgers. Okay. Uh, yep, math checks out. <laughs> most often spotted in homes or old historical buildings, the funnel ghost or vortex is frequently, frequently associated with the cold spot. They usually take the shape of a swirling funnel and most paranormal experts believe they are a loved one returning to visit, or even a former resident of the home. Appearing as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light, they are often caught in photographs or on video. So Reddit user Robert812003. This is a, just for those of us listening at home, this is a story involving funnel ghosts. By Robert (laughs) with a really boring Reddit name. Yeah, where'd you go, Robert? Come on, Bob. The first vortex I saw was after interacting with an entity for a few weeks and one night waking up to it surrounding me and a white and green vortex of energy coming from my solar plexus. Wow. Yeah. That would be a sight to see for sure. Yeah. I would think next thing would be the alien popping out, but Mm -hmm. we're going a different direction. My entire bed gyrated with the rotation of the vortex and slid in place in small circular motions. It literally felt like the life was being sucked out of me and is not a sensation you ever want to experience. My advice is to be very aware that it may not be the nice and glittery ball of kindness. It makes itself out to be and to never allow it invoke fear in you, which seems pretty impossible if if it's a scary situation like that. True. If it ever scares you, you need to stop interacting with it immediately because anything scary in life should be avoided. That's my line. Yes, it is. I may be wrong on some of this, but it's what I've come to know after dealing with many different things. firsthand. experience is the best teacher of all. That is, yeah. Well, like, you know, people maybe don't
0: consider the, the idea that, it could be like uh, the old wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, where it's like, "Oh, I'm I'm good and peaceful, yes, come." And then once it gets you in its grips, it's like, "Now I'm gonna feed off your fear and I'm gonna terrorize you."
1: Like El Cuckoo.
0: El Cucaracha, yeah. Al Cuckoo.
1: feeds on your fear.
0: Yeah, I'll and, but, I mean, monsters I feel like that's ain- a
1: lot of things. If we, we've always <laughs> said, if you know, if you give power to it, if you keep, if you interact with whatever these things are, yeah, you, you know, you're opening up a gateway. You know, you mess with the Ouija board, you're opening up a door, yeah, an area,
2: a door that is non-existent unless Parker it's brothers. A door that I
1: am not willing yeah. to mess with and even try.
2: You guys will never have the answers.
1: That's yeah, fine. But that
0: that's what makes this this podcast and this research so we do that much more interesting. Is that we know at the end of the day, we don't provide people with actual answers. We provide perspectives and possibilities and it's up to the listeners each and every whether they believe it or not take those pieces and run with them and form their own opinion on it you know like we all have different opinions and all this shit so don't you think the listeners want to hear you guys use a ouija board no they've they've all told me they wrote me in they're like hey scott please don't ever touch that thing smart move and i was like thank you listeners assemble no yes Yeah, it's not going to work. You could have, okay, how about this? If we get a million people, I'll sell I'll sell out for that. If we get a million people to sign a petition that says, hey, Scott has to use this, then I will sit just outside the room that you're using it in, okay?
1: Can I raise you? Can we get a million people and me undies to want to sponsor us and then?
0: If we're going to do that, we got to throw purple in there as well. I could use a new mattress.
1: All right, touche.
2: No. Now, hey, that's, you know, we, we got to pull we, all that off and I'll do it, man. No, you got to exist like they already do. Yeah, because do after we terrified
1: you. of playing with their Ouija yeah. boards, I want to climb into some comfortable underwear and get into my very expensive, yeah. comfortable mattress and try to sleep because I yeah. won't be able to because I'll be kept awake by the evil spirits that are now tormenting my life
2: yeah. because to, I
1: opened up a door yeah, that I shouldn't word. have. Move that planchette and I shouldn't have. Hmm. but at least I will have the comfort of some great cotton and a very luxurious mattress a, a to keep grid. me comfort. Yeah. I won't sleep in that bed, but it will be comfortable.
2: I have a request of you too, especially the editor.
1: Oh God, what
0: it, could this every be? Every
2: time you say purple or MeUndies, we need to bleep it out because we ain't giving those punks free advertising. Yeah. Yeah. We can still but tell the story, but is bleep out This coming from the people
1: th- that we don't even have MeUndies or yeah. a purple mattress. We're just going off the, you know what, the hip kids nope. have you, on instagram
2: if they hear us talking about them they'll be like we don't need to give them anything they already talk about us yeah so you got to bleep out their names oh no
1: but we need them because we need to know if these underwear are comfortable and the mattresses are comfortable we don't
0: want to lead our listeners astray. yeah i'm not
1: going to promote something i can't yeah. speak for i'm
0: mean, christian you can write right You, have them. i can speak for them. but you will not until they pay us money right
2: i'm yeah, saying so. take that I, I expect their names to be bleeped out yeah just because i am they need it's just sure you I'll know what it i'm saying out, Chris. okay what was called underwear, underwear a, and a color i almost matches. went on a, a rant there yeah it almost but let's like go that. on a rant over bob's story let's do that way to bring it back around what was the story because I'm i i just think lost. that that's how bad that story was yeah
1: okay it how wasn't it great was? trying to find a story no, but, on I, Ecto. I, what i
2: didn't like was the tone of him you know what i mean it was like he
1: was just saying don't mess with it like
2: yeah I'm like, that's
1: something whatever it is i mean i
0: I thought it was an interesting story. I think waking up and being surrounded by something that's coming out of your solar plexus is nuts. Like, I think if you were to witness that, again, shit and bricks, boom. It's well, happening. if it's
2: coming out of your solar plexus, maybe you're the problem. Bob. I usually am. Bob. Yeah. We're talking about Bob right now. What about Bob? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Bringing it back to Bill Murray, two <laughs> yeah. references yeah. in one movie. I even
2: got that one. Yeah, you didn't see that connection, did you? No. I'm not sure I believe in Funnel Ghost.
0: I think no. they're a part of Orbs. you think this guy was just making this bullshit up on Reddit because
2: he No, I mean, maybe he saw something coming out of his Bob solar plate. No. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: But to me, it, there's not a big difference between Like funnel and orb, I think it's maybe a similar process or a part of the process. I think shape. There's a big
0: difference in the shape, and that's why they have different names. Don't be a smart ass. (laughs) You know what what I'm
1: saying. (laughs) Christian, there's five categories of ghosts. You can't just try and take two and shove them into one. Yeah, how dare you? That'd be four. And there's five, as we just said.
2: Maybe the the funnel cake ghost was put in there so he could have one more book to publish whoever came up with this Uh. ghost system. And then, you know, the next one, have you seen the hashtag
0: ghost? It's new. Yeah, that's yeah. the modern ghost.
1: Comes out and he puts stuff on your Insta that yeah. you didn't want.
2: He applies filters to your reality. Put some tweets. You're like, oh, stop. That's a... I didn't mean to hashtag. Hmm. I love her. The hashtag bars.
1: ghost got me. It haunts
2: oh. you. Yeah. That's how it haunts you. It screws up your well, social image. Maybe
1: the hashtag ghost should come and uh, hit up our Instagram with those algorithms. Yeah.
0: Yeah, bring it on. Sounds home. like a
1: ghost I want to hang around.
0: Yeah. So I guess final thoughts on ghosts, guys, where are we standing? Are we all believers in, in the ghosts? I am believers in a
2: possibility of something That's, that nope. we call a ghost. That's a cop out. Being a ghost. You guys you guys say, yeah, I believe so in ghosts. So either
1: you believe what you saw or heard. I mean, what you heard in the hotel is true or it was in your head. What are you going to say on just that instance alone?
0: It was more than likely in my head. Okay you see how he does this a lot It's like a the entire in your
1: head the
2: entire episode he'll be like a green 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 and then at the end it's like so when you, you gave him a, him a concrete no.
1: yes or no it's yeah. like, oh. i said more than likely
2: <laughs> okay. more than likely that doesn't that's... mean it was it Man. is a very fair assessment for me to say this could have been in my head but i was smart enough not to look in the window because if there's a ghost that's one thing a bunch of ghosts screaming at me yeah if i see him I may be screaming in a padded cell at some point in my life in the future. Mm, so that was com- no. Okay, that's a cop out,
0: dude. It's either yes, I believe in ghosts. No, I do not believe in ghosts. The possibility has always been there. You can't just ride the possibility wave. You got to hop on board. Choo-choo, all aboard the town to believe town.
2: Wait, okay, okay, okay. The train to believe. So you town. want a yes or no? I do. No. Yes, I knew I that don't was believe it. in ghosts ah. at this it's point. That's just
1: like me saying I've never had a personal experience. Yeah. But all these readings and the stories I've heard, I'll say yes because I don't believe the people I've even firsthand heard them from are just yeah. making them up.
0: Yeah. I can't believe that Like, that's what it is. It's like you may not have all the proof or the certainty that it's a real thing, but you've heard enough stories that you can make up that decision where it's like, yeah, you know what? I do believe just based on the sheer number volume of stories that has come across over the years. I believe in ghosts. I don't believe that ghosts are spirits trapped or whatever. That's not. That's not what the question was. The We're question was, you do you believe the possibility in
1: ghosts? Even if there's ghosts,
2: we've we've come to terms that we'll mm-hmm. never truly understand any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, if you go with the definition of what a ghost is, it's a spirit of somebody. No, I don't believe that. Yeah. The universe is going to trap, especially decent spirits, hmm. in uh like a blank space that they well, can't get out of.
1: Maybe they're not trapped. Maybe they're choosing to be there. We're not saying they're trapped there.
2: I. Uh, I would still think that that's not necessarily a ghost. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> okay, well, why can't you just? You know okay. I mean? <laughs> we, it could be, if, you know, a ghost is a very specific term in our modern world. Oh,
1: God. So what do you do with when there's a house? I mean, I, I don't know if I should go into any of this because we're going to do it for a summer thing. But No,
2: it, I, I, we should just leave it at it. Like, I shouldn't have, explain anymore. Yeah, there you go. You no, I don't answer. believe in your stereotypical definition of ghost yeah. uh, because we will explore this subject
0: again multiple times there's tons of stories on on each and every one of these you know five ghosts that we just listed off six technically if you include what was the other one that I did funnel ghost no i don't remember you listened to it 10 minutes ago so hopefully you know uh yeah so it's going to be a hot topic we'll we'll constantly be finding different things different hauntings and stuff to look into that are interesting and exciting for you guys Um, but yeah, for the time being, I guess, spoiler alert, Christian,
2: once again, does not believe in ghosts. And I'm sitting at a table saying, prove me wrong with my cup of coffee. Yeah. Like a meme.
1: Well, and stay tuned to, um, the boys and I were talking before big news. We have our official, um, freak freak mobile for the summer. (laughs) We have. We're a camper. We're all oh, going to no. go camping. In a,
0: okay. The, the freak mobile. The we, freak
1: mobile. We'll come up with a better name we'll, for it. We'll workshop that But we got one, a camper. We're all excited. We're doing some little group camping. Yeah. And I told the boys, we need to look up a couple more paranormal hotspots within Alaska that we can start trying to get some stories. So stay tuned. If we're out camping, we'll be posting and saying things about this.
0: Yeah. Heather, when you lived in the Edland area... Um, do you know people that still are still living over there? Yep. We should camp in the woods where you heard the the Oh, native, I have friends the, that will let native. us totally camp there. Well, oh, no, they were neighboring freaky. on the
1: same road that I did hear the chanting, the Native American tribal chanting. Oh, Christmas So would I guess I that? have had a I have no, had come an experience. On.
0: Would would you
2: camp behind her Scott. old house? I don't mess with Native American stuff. I did it again. Stuff.
1: I re-forgot something, so re-forgot. I have had a personal experience that did make me believe because that did make the hair True. on my arms stand up. Instant fear, f- like filled yeah. my body. Like I went to bed like a little scared kid to go get the comfort of my husband, like nudging up against him. Yeah. Like okay, hold me, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrified. <laughs> And then of course, the next day when I'm telling him, like I heard chanting, he's like, "What? You were just sleep deprived, like up with a baby, yeah. like yeah, no, like." That would you guys be an interesting.
2: Ever idea. watch Brady Bunch? That was yes. like one of the first lessons you learn, yeah. as a kid watching repeats. Don't mess with Native American spiritual areas.
1: Well, when they yeah. tell you you bought a house, and somewhere within the land behind said house. Is owned by a tribal foundation because their chief is buried somewhere within woods. I mean, yeah. well,
2: which again will bring us back to the subject or a subject we spoke about earlier poltergeist. The film was based around a Native American graveyard hmm. that developers had built houses on.
1: And I mean, maybe you'll find enough info on old Chief Knick to come up with a story just on the guy himself. But that would be
0: interesting to look into.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. And um. And w- within that land that we lived on, just to give a brief synopsis, the Edlund house we always are referring to is um a chunk of land that was homesteaded. Um. Let's by actually. A
0: couple. Let's not. We'll, talk, let's do that as a summer thing. All three. We could record nope, it. Like today. I'm just saying
1: though. But that land, um, then was sold. And subdivided into this neighborhood we bought. And that Edland house is still the one parcel that was to that the original remaining. and okay. is historic yeah. site. Yeah. So this neighborhood we happen to move to, you know, behind the easement of the house has this sheaf that's somewhere buried there. And then across the neighborhood, this house. And we end up meeting the people that live there. We're, we're friends now, have all these scary things happen and, you know, ghost experience, paranormal, what have you within this one plot of land is just so interesting. It's yeah. So we'll so, have to plan camping and
0: Yeah. That should even just be like a we're here today. We could record like twenty minutes talking about the house. That could be a summer.
1: Yes, because it's an thing. interesting one. And I mean the stories they make me creeped out just hearing them. Yeah.
2: So I think we should do research a little bit. I did. I pulled
1: up and the the remaining land that they have they actually donated to a wait for it Catholic cemetery, spooky, yes, so interesting. I kind of wanted to go dig a little deeper and see if I could even find some of their remaining family mm. so we could get a little past about the couple, yeah, that's supposedly there, but like I said, stay tuned. um, it'll either be a summer drop or a season two drop. um we've got a lot of camping and things we wanna check out, and so yeah i keep think keep up uh, with our socials and our little summer summer break what have you kind of bits will be dropping but
0: yeah there's a, a lot of stuff planned for the summer that i don't even i like i struggle to figure out how we're gonna produce it all because we have so many kick-ass ideas on ways to just bring you guys some extra content that oh i know it's really how gonna,
1: you know how, how i know how i don't what happens every Alas every summer to alaskans We go through an entire winter in the dark. They say you go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark. Yeah. And then summer hits you, bam, it's never dark. So like every Alaskan, we go hardcore. We get so excited and we like run ourselves ragged in the three-month span that we get of our summer because it's like you can't waste a second of that vitamin D sunlight. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you're sitting there and you're like, I feel like I should go to bed. What time is it? It's like 12 o'clock yeah like, I'm like, oh what? man like there's <laughs> yeah. so
1: many nights we sit around a campfire like oh we should yeah. probably oh man it's
0: it's 4 30 in the morning it's time to wake up let's yeah let's get to it yeah stay tuned for that 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 concludes our episode on ghosts you know now that we've broken down the different types of ghosts touched on those a little bit we'll be able to span out and do actual specific hauntings on mm-hmm. certain houses and this and that and just kind of you know, relay back to this episode for some kind of insight on that type of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Like, it's a cool way to do it. And I want to do a similar thing with Bigfoot is talk about, like, different subjects and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff in the works. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, In the meantime, you know, if you have any ghost stories, now is the time to submit them. You know, we're coming to the end of season one. We want to bring on some stories, get some stories thrown in there so we can have in season two, we can do, you know, listener stories and all, all that fun stuff. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff that we want to accomplish and it. The super fun stuff is based on your stories, so send them in. You know, have you heard? Of, hear have you heard the story of the ghost who had to go potty? Uh, yeah, that's me right now. So that's why we're wrapping this up. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. This has been the Freaky Deaky. It's over now, is it? Yeah, and we're back now. Sorry. <laughs>